oh my god i got attention from a man it's 2020 she can get on grinder or whatever <laughs> she she could get on grinder i don't know what grinder is but it's one of the it's a dating app isn't it yes for gay men oh <laughs> she could get on grinder she could In 1993, Brooke McEldowney began publishing his newspaper comic, Nine Chickweed Lane. Nearly 30 years later, he's still writing it. Still. And we're still reading it. What is wrong with us? I, I don't know. I'm Brooke Dillman. And I'm Jeff Drake. And this is a podcast about our obsession. This is Nine Chickweed Rage. Why did I feel that anger machine? Rage. Brooke and I had this great idea. And by great idea, I mean terrible idea. To terrible do, idea for a podcast. Terrible. Exactly. To do a podcast about a daily newspaper comic called Nine Chickweed Lane. Thus, Nine Chickweed Rage, because it infuriates us every time we read it. And I don't, I don't know why we still read it. I guess just to get angry, to prove we're alive. Is that it? I guess being alive. Are we going to have to pay the rights to that? Sorry. What's, uh, I don't know what that song was. What? It's Stephen Sondheim. Somebody hold me too close. Somebody need me too much. I'm, you know, somebody sit in my chair. And you don't know that song? This is Steven Spielberg, you said? <laughs> It's Stephen Sondheim from right. Company. Mm. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Okay. All right. That's I'll a, take your word for it. You have I'll take to. your word for it. You have to. <laughs> I guess. I'm not going to. How could I make up something so wonderful as that song I just sang? Where in the world would I find information to validate what it is you're saying? Like, where could I possibly yeah. find that out? Can I phone this Stephen Sondheim person for you and try to recreate it and sing it to him I, so that he. The problem is me. he recently passed. Oh, so you dear. You have oh, not dear. heard that Stephen. Saw, you, oh, dear. Do you do you really not know? Are you just try, are you just making me? Are you raging me up? And I loved E.T. so much. Oh, God. <laughs> I know who Stephen Sondheim is. That's what I thought. I mean, it's but you've never heard Being Alive? No, I'm not that familiar with company. Oh, my God. That's one of the most famous ones. Here's to the ladies who lunch, follies. That I know. Okay. That I know. That's Elaine Stritch, correct? Another vodka stinger. Ah, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Jesus. Have you ever seen the cast recording of that? I've just it's seen drunk. that clip. I've just seen that clip. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, okay. anyway that's not what we're that's doing what here. We're, doing. <laughs> we're talking about Nine Chickweed Lane. It's written by a guy named Brooke McEldowney. Again, and that burns me up. Burns me up. Spells it the same way that you do. Brooke, not McEldowney. That's not your last name. Brooke, what, how terrible would it be? <laughs> I, would kill, I would walk into the ocean like James Mason. And a star is born. Okay. Brooke McEldowney has been, so he's been writing it for like 25 years yeah, uh, or longer, let's say. If it's yeah. 93, then it's, um, it's almost 30 years. But I, anyway, he has written this comic. And from the very first moment that Brooke and I ever saw it, which I believe wasn't until about 1999 when I moved to Los Angeles and, uh, and slept on the floor of, Brooke of and her husband 
of yeah. your back room of Brooke and her husband, Charlie's back room. We would read it in the LA times. He has since he has sent the LA times booted him, booted him for yeah. a racist. Yeah. Uh, we won't just we look won't, it up. It's just not look good. It up. It's, horrific. it's, it's not good. Well, that it's anyone would think they could yeah. use that word. Yeah. In this day the surprise, the surprise is it's not the N word, but look it up. It's worth looking up. It's, yeah. it's horrible. Anyway, I think we both can agree that everything that he's doing or attempting to do in this comic seems horribly misguided. Correct. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's Brooke and I both work in comedy. And so it's not like, oh, we don't get his jokes. We know what comedy is. And this is not that. But also he's using a visual medium that like, and we both love, we both grew up loving, loving uh, newspaper comics. Well, that's why we're doing this is because I was reintroduced to Nine Chickweed Lane because every day I go to this thing, gocomics.com. And sounds like I you look- said, it literally sounds like you said goat comics, but goat that's not comics. what it is. <laughs> I love goats. Go- little hooves. It's, but I go there, I go to gocomics.com to see uh, Calvin and Hobbes. It just makes me happy to read old Calvin and Hobbes. They run every day. They have a new, uh, a new old one. And it just, it makes me happy. And so one day my Google feed, just, you know, nine chickweed lane from go comics pops up and I'm like, what? and I go to it and it's of course not funny. I don't get it. It's vaguely sexual. It's just disgusting. It's it, everything about it is so upsetting. And so I immediately took a screenshot and sent it to Jeff. And we literally t- talked uh, an hour about it. Well, at first I rejected the idea that we do a podcast about this because it's a terrible idea. Oh, yeah. 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 But then then I, I got wrapped. I got wrapped up in the rage as well. I do want to point out, though. Brooke and I don't have any problem with like risque humor. No, no. not at all. Not at all. Uh, the example that we came up with together recently was Team America World Police is a very, very funny movie. It's hilarious. As is, as is South Park, the musical, both very vulgar. Um, I mean, Team America World Police has a puppet pooping on another puppet's chest during sex. Yeah. And that is truly one of the funniest things i've ever seen (laughs) i mean hilarious so we're not against we are not prudes no we're not prudes about this we are not dumb people who don't understand comedy we might be dumb people well yeah yeah we're not coming from a place of how dare he oh my 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 morals he's showing ankles you know (laughs) it's nothing nothing like that and so just to be clear what we're standing up for is a what the fuck is this because it's hardly a comic because and we'll get into that more like almost every time it's like what what action is happening it's so hard to follow and also it's not funny and then other things so let's get into it i found uh Jeff, I found a series. It goes on for two weeks. So we're going to be doing this quite a while. Uh, you're welcome, audience. <laughs> now, set it up where 
where in the timeline you found this? Because this isn't this isn't wasn't inspired by like the most recent one. No, I randomly because we decided to do this podcast. So I'm like, I'm going to go find some that are especially enraging. So I kid you not. I picked a rant. They have a calendar there and you can click on it and click on any date and year. And so I picked, I actually picked August 4th, 2020, just randomly. And this is the series that came up and it is mind boggling first because the character the main the the man in this the old man in this is named thorax is his name right? is his name is thorax i looked this up on on wikipedia and it has a character list which is maddening to read because it's it's hard to get through any of them and even understand what you're what you're reading yeah. but this is thorax he's brilliant and odd beyond all description brooke oh yeah that's right Apparently a large, amiable, elderly farmer, he does not appear to be quite human and has, what? yes, and has a quantum anomaly in his tractor shed. Okay, there's more here that we don't, don't need. So anyway, he's brilliant and odd beyond all description. Mm. I challenge that. Mm. <laughs> Beyond? Well, let's start because you told me then that you went to August 4th, but you say this begins on August 3rd. So that's where we're beginning. We're beginning on August 3rd, the beginning of this run. So this is deep heart of the beginning of the global pandemic. The the first summer. This is so this is our what Brooke McEldowney imagines to aid our escape. Yeah. We need this. This is what will cheer everyone up. (laughs) This begins. It's two panels. And the first panel is we see a state trooper. Yeah. Some sort of state trooper. She's yeah. It's a woman. She's like park ranger. Yeah. Yeah. She's got military insignia on her. This is see, this is the beginning of the trouble with these is you can never really tell like what the fuck is happening. Right. Cause it looks like a park ranger hat, but I think she is like a sheriff or something. Okay. Or so anyway, state trooper, yeah. State trooper, sheriff, she's wearing sunglasses, got the hat on. She has a sidearm that we can see. And he says it, it, to her. Yeah. The back, we're looking at the back of Thora. We see the back, <laughs> which is a weird okay. sentence to say. The ba- but here's the thing. Can we say, his description was elderly, correct? Yes. I mean, we don't know some, we don't know that that's how he described it, but it's we, on Wikipedia. But the state trooper is a woman who looks about like 30, maybe 40 at the maybe oldest. 40. Okay. Okay. Red hair, red hair, sunglasses. Um, and but no it, gray hair. No, it, no. It seems as though. Did you go back be, before August third? Because it seems like there's lead up to this possible. Nope. Nope. It, this is just how it begins. This is how it begins. Great. This is perfect. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Very on brand for Nine Chickweed Lane. Yeah. He says to her, Sergeant Meadow, are you available? And she says, I am, sir. Is there a problem? I don't know your name, Sergeant, your given name. 
Um, it is Esme, sir. Is there a reason you require it? Indeed, Esme. And then we go to the next panel, which is a close-up of her, Esme, the state trooper, I guess, in profile. And Thorax's hand just thrust. I mean, it is inches from her face. Yeah. Almost a fist, only it is holding yep. a rose. To This is a state trooper with a random person shoving a rose in her face. Yeah. And he says, he says, the problem is now solved. Okay. So is there a problem? She asks him. I don't know your name. She tells him, he says, now the problem is solved and is thrusting a rose in her face. Now, before we get any further, I do want to address one thing that is on my mind about this. And I have not, Brooke sent me these just this morning. I have not seen them up until this point. And the thing that I have to say is in the first panel, he is, Brooke, would you say he's six to 10 feet away from her at easily? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a great point. So he rushes her. He is not arm's length from her at all. But in the second one, he has rushed towards her, thrust his fist into her face with a rose and said, the problem is now solved. And she doesn't look that shocked that a giant man rushes towards her. She hasn't reached for her gun. No, she just looks like, uh, I don't know, un unsurprised. She doesn't look surprised. She doesn't look threatened as most people would be. Yeah. You'd be like, what the F is he doing? Yeah. And you're right. He must have just like shot towards her. This is, this is one of my problems with this comic strip. <laughs> Almost always is like from one panel to the next. It's like, how, how did that, how did we go from this position to this position? It's, it's, it never makes sense. Little things don't make sense. And neither does the fact that he rushed this trooper. I think let's move on to the next to find out what happens next. Because now, obviously, he is what? This is a romantic thing, right? He's doing something romantic. And remember, he's elderly. He's elderly and almost impossible to describe. Weird beyond comprehension. What the fuck was it? Uh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? He's Odd, other oddly otherworldly or something. No, he's brilliant and odd beyond all description. Oh. Apparently, I love that it says then apparently a large, amiable elderly farmer. Apparently, that's apparently. What but he seems to be from another planet or oh something. Oh so now we're on August 4th, 2020. August 4th. Again, we're on August 4th, 2020. And all of us are like, um, do I have to? Do I have to Clorox my groceries before I put them in my? That's <laughs> yes, where we are we're mentally. Still, like right in the pan. We're like, what do I do? Obviously, I don't go outside my house. That's where we are mentally. Okay, that's so where we are. yeah, we're not. We really aren't allowed outside our house. No, Remember they like closed parks and yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Things are closed, and this is our escape: is opening up the paper, and now we see there's three panels in this one. It's still thorax and Esme. And the first one we're seeing um, still from behind him, we see her over his shoulder and she's smelling the rose. Smelling the rose. And he says, and she's 
she's wearing dark sunglasses that you cannot see through. Right. Right. They're covering her eyes entirely in this first panel. And yet he says, you have beautiful eyes as me. And then in the next I panel, didn't even notice that. the next panel, he's okay. he's walking off already. He and sh- now her glasses are. It seems like they would be down down her nose, but they're not. They're still in exactly the same place. Only her eyes now bug above her glasses. But the glasses are at the very top of her nose. You're right. So it's not like the uh, it's not like the glasses went slipped down and now you can see her eyes. Or that they're... she tilted her head down. No, yeah. her head is not tilted. But now no. we can see her eyes, not all of her eyes. So we can't even tell that she has beautiful eyes. And he says as he walks away, we now return you to your regularly scheduled duties. And she is like, what? Well, obviously oh. flattered is I think he's oh, yeah. going. Well, I think he's going for she's flattered. She's like, oh. A man told me I have beautiful eyes. <gasps> Pearl clutching moment for her. Like, oh, gasp. I might get the vapors. This old, old man oh. in overalls has just given, punched me with a rose practically, then complimented <laughs> my eyes, which he under no circumstances would be able to see. And now he's walking off. And says, we now return you to your regularly scheduled duties. She says, Brooke, in the final panel, which is just her looking down and again, smelling the rose. Because obviously, obviously, man, he has found a way to touch her heart. She says, Brooke. Thank you. And he says, off stage, 10-4. I mean, this is a cop. (laughs) A a, a, a cop who was a woman in 2020. And she's just absolutely thrilled that an old man told her she had pretty eyes. It's so disgusting. It's literally like 19. Well, it's it's like 1940 or something in his head. Oh, yeah. It's it, this is a this is a this is like a classic Me Too moment like where yeah. it's like the, the it's like the old guy is like what it's it's wrong to tell a woman she's got a nice caboose right yeah especially she's working as a cop right but you know and he and, and but she's just like oh my god i got attention from a man it doesn't matter what man like she could, couldn't get her own dates like it's 2020 she, she can get on grinder or whatever <laughs> She she could get on Grinder. Yeah, what is Grinder? I don't know what Grinder is, but it's one of the it's a dating app, isn't it? Yes, for gay men. Oh, <laughs> she could get on Grinder. She could. She can get on. I mean, if it's for gay men, she's probably going to get swiped left a lot. Is that is left the the no? I don't know. I'm um, not on Grinder. I'm not on a dating app. I've been married for a long time. I know. I know. I was in your wedding. I'm trying to find the next one. It's the fifth, right? That's where we're going next is the fifth. Now we truly get our first look at um, at Thorax, who is a very old man. And hey, like no disrespect to the guy. Like he like not like how could this guy possibly date 
any woman. It's not that. It's like what's happening when there's a guy who's obviously 70 or 80 hitting on somebody who's like 30 or 40 and a cop. And she is immediately her immediate reaction is like he gave me a rose and said I had pretty eyes. No, there's no way he could have seen her eyes. Right. And yeah. now he is at the typewriter. We have four panels to get through here. He, <laughs> okay. Uh, he's typing. We see what he's typing uh, uh, written above. In but it's like an old typewriter. Tiny typewriter. It's oh, of not course it is. So no, it's of not course like it is. you can be DMing here. Or no, like- no. And he says, dear Uncle Ethel. Comma. Oh, God. I love how when we do these, like you have looked at them and then I just mentioned something. You're like, oh, my God, I didn't notice that. I didn't even notice. Dear Uncle Ethel, I have a problem. Signed, bewitched, bothered and bewildered in NH, New Hampshire, I'm assuming. And immediately. Immediately. (laughs) So in the. Immediately. (laughs) Okay. On a typewriter. I see this for the first time. (laughs) And I am, I have to hold on to something, brace myself. I am dizzy. Uh, The next panel, um, (laughs) dear B, B and B in N H, have you nothing else to add? (laughs) And then the third panel (laughs) is him typing. His fingers are up in the air in tippity tappity typing style, which they were in panel one as well. And it says, and one of the things that bothers me about this is it's an ellipse plus two more periods. So it's five periods. Yeah. So what the hell is that? And says, am I? No question mark, period. Then panel four, let's come, let's just finish this out. Okay. Panel four, he's given the hmm, hand to the mouth, hmm, thinking, looking off to the side. And he thinks, this may be serious. Okay. I don't, I can't help you with this one, Brooke. I, no, don't, it, I don't know what's happening. Okay. A, cu- a couple of things for me. First of all, the, the handle for the typewriter, the thing where you return yeah. the handle looks like a golf club. It looks like a golf club. And also, um, okay. So in the second panel, we're seeing from the left hand side of the typewriter, which is where those which is where that return is. And they are somewhat golf club shaped. Okay, in the first panel, we're kind of on the right side of the typewriter. So we don't see it. Then we kind of then we kind of then we change our perspective for, I guess, the typewriter to answer him. And now we see the little return lever. And then in the next one, we're in profile from the right side. And somehow the return thing is pointing right at his face. And it's huge. So I will give you the second panel return thing. Because you're right. They were rather large. But that's where they were. Yes. What I don't get, because then in the fourth panel, we're back off to the right. It's shorter. It's on the correct side. But where is it coming from in the third panel? Okay, so that's the visual part. It, there's always something wrong with the visual. Yeah, it does not make sense. The scale, the placement. Okay, we're both we're we both have no idea who Uncle Ethel is. The the format is like Dear Abby. The the the, the 
I'm putting this in quotes. The joke construction is like a Dear Abby letter. Dear Abby, I have a problem. And then there was always a signature. If you're not familiar with this, if you're if you're younger than 100 years old, you probably don't remember Dear Abby. Dear Abby, right. Anyway, so I have a problem. Bewitched, be bothered and bewildered in New Hampshire. And then the immediate response from the typewriter, who is Uncle Ethel, that's all I can gather. <laughs> it's a magical typewriter named yep. Uncle Ethel. Hilarious right. that it's named Uncle Ethel. Dear B, B and B and NH, have you nothing else to add? Question mark. And then the answer to have you nothing else to add is am I? No question. Just am I? How, how do you say that as a statement? Am well, I? Well, but you know what it is? What? He's showing that he knows the great American songbook. Oh, dear. Is it? Bewitched, bothered and bewildered. Am I is the lyric. Oh, so that's the joke. That's the joke. And he's also showing you that I know, you know, the oh, American standards. I'm clever, bewitched, bothered, and bewildered. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Am I? Yeah. Have you nothing else to add? So that's, this is, okay. So that's his joke. That's and, his joke. And the final panel is this may be serious. I don't know what, why is it serious? What does that mean? What, it, what is, what is serious? What? I don't know. Maybe, maybe August 6th will tell us what's serious. We're at the typewriter still. And he says, dear uncle Ethel, I have reason to believe that I am in love. <laughs> Bewitched, bothered and bewildered in an H. Ah, oh, jeez. Okay, again, I am seeing this. I am seeing this for the first time. Immediate response. But weirdly, his hands are on the keyboard again. So now, as opposed to the previous day, his he wasn't in tippy tappy typing mode. So it seemed like the typewriter is answering him. Now it seems like he's answering himself. Dear B B and B and N H, enlarge on your conclusion. God, who would say a thing such as that? Enlarge well, on your conclusion. That's like it's expand, right? So he chose the word enlarge for I feel like an uncomfortable reason. Yes, I do too. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say this is gross, but this it is, is because gross. of it, his history. Yeah, Brooke McEldowney's history, not thorax's. Right, we don't it's, know thorax's history. Enlarge is. Sexual in nature. There's always there's he loves he's proud. Brooke McEldowney is proud of being like risky and yeah. his comic strip is like the only one in in the paper that is like this riddled. And so uh -huh. now I guess he's typing in panel three. My heart thumps when I think of her, when I hear her name. When I smell that new car aroma on her khakis. Ah, he's smelling her. Is in direct conflict with my crush on Julie Andrews. Far more age appropriate. Julie Andrews. Far more age appropriate. Yes. Than Esme. Than Esme, who sure. let's call her 34. Not more than 40, though. Not more. Okay. So enlarge on your conclusion. <sighs> Oh, oh. Oh, as I barf into Vomit. a cup. 
Then he types, my heart thumps when I think of her, when I hear her name, when I smell that new car aroma on her khakis is unacceptable to write. You should be put in jail for that. Why? Yes, absolute prison. Mandatory. My heart thumps for these reasons. This conflicts with my blah, blah, blah. And then he thinks to himself, I thought as much. So what? What is happening? Here's the only thing I can think. What is happening? He oh, just right. it, he <laughs> asked a question, was answered by himself on the typewriter, then then answered that again. And now there's like a third perspective. I thought as much. You, you thought you just said your own thoughts. What do you mean? I thought as much. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I think it is. Okay. I think if we go back you know, and research will find that Thorax writes an advice column called Dear Uncle Ethel. Oh, and now he's God. writing to himself. Oh, my God. So this asshole is giving advice to people. He's been writing a column giving advice to people. Yeah, I think he's Uncle Ethel. Uh, but yeah. well, I'll find it. I'll find it. Okay. Because it's okay. all I want to do now is it's, look at it. it's I literally have no other life but this. Yeah. Because I I must we must bring him down. Yes. We have to stop this. But I believe there's you there's one more that you sent. Yes, I sent this. I think this is the last one of August seventh is up here. Yes. Okay, I see it. You sent it. Um you sent it twice. I did. Just side sidebar. Oh God. I keep pulling up August 3rd. I had to. Oh, hold on. Hold on a second. I feel like I've just read the first panel and I feel like some of the answers are here. So I'm going to, while you find it, I'm going to read it. It's still thorax at the typewriter. Okay. I have, we don't see his hands in the tippy tappy typing thing though. We just see him. It almost looks like he's staring dumbfounded. Now, of course, we don't see his eyes through his glasses. He has glasses. I did not mention he has glasses. We don't see eyeballs through him. They're just white circles. So that's even scarier to a cop. I guess that's so that we at home can um, draw googly eyes in if we want. (laughs) And he types, I have taken to writing to myself to typing out long notes about my lovesick condition as if I'm addressing someone else. Ah, oh. here's what's happening, Brooke. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't read this one because oh. it bored me. <laughs> and panel two. And what does yourself write back? He types to himself. Here we go with, here he comes with, and out comes the Roger's thesaurus. Because this guy yeah, loves, yeah. there's oh. nothing natural about the way he uses uses these words no no he has that's his thing he has to show how smart he he's is so how smart. cultured oh, he is he's so smart and so cultured um maundering tracks maundering tracks about a crush on julie andrews how his love notes return unopened leaving him forlorn and inconsolable the last panel is him with his head in his hands and a big sigh Okay. Is that where we leave it today? Because it's. um, Well, I have to uh, know because we need to go back and truly address 
when I smell that new car aroma. Okay. Okay. On her khakis. Okay. So first of all, this brings up an image that is um, inescapable, which is thorax. It would have to be sneaking, sneaking a sniff of her khakis. Yeah, because where I mean, the only place you you'd have to he'd have to sneak it and get close because if she's outside of her car, she's in the air, which you wouldn't smell the you'd have to get really close. Right, right. You'd have to rush at her. And shove your nose. Where, where is an appropriate place? Just, I guess this is a question to anyone who might be listening to our podcast. Ladies, ladies, where is an appropriate place on your body for a gentleman you do not know to sniff your clothing? Where is the acceptable place for an elderly gentleman? who simply has fallen in love with you, where can he nuzzle his face to get a whiff to find out what you smell like so that he can later rhapsodize about it? So where could that be? Brooke, I'll ask you, since you're the female on this podcast, uh, and then anybody who listens to this, whenever they listen to it, can, I guess, put it in the comments. But where would you say is an acceptable place for an elderly gentleman you do not know to nuzzle into your clothing to sniff your aroma? Which, where, given a choice of all of the places on your body? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, he said khakis. So we're talking about the lower half. Yes, we are. You do not. I mean, I guess you could call her whole outfit khakis um, because they're khaki. But you and I both know that's not what we're talking about. That's not what he's talking about. No. Khakis are pants. Khakis are pants. And most of your lower body is bad touch. You know, (laughs) like you tell your children. Entirely. Entirely. It's bad touch or fetish. So like right. maybe sniffing around your feet. Right. Or, but like literally from, well, and you don't want someone like down around your knees, tickling your knee. No, there's no part of your lower body that right. you want there's, a stranger touching. Especially, well, even if, even if we're to extend a kindness to Brooke McEldowney, even if we were to extend a kindness mm-hmm. to him and say, maybe he meant her shirt. There still isn't a place. No, because there's still bad touch on your shirt. Right. Is he sticking his nose into her armpit? That's a weirdo. Your belly. Your belly, like her chest. Yeah. Like the, boobs the small there. of her, the small of her back. There's no, the, a sleeve. Everything is weird. And now let's move on to a new car aroma. So what is he implying with that? Only gross things. New car, because he's old. She's young. She's got a new car aroma. Oh, so he's comparing her to like, you know, how you you call your car a she or a boat a she. Or just 
or just the latest model. The latest. It's model. like the boss that I used to have oh who would talk about like, you know, looking for like he was married like a second time and he was like, you know, who's going to be, you know, you know, Mrs. Lavin number three. Oh, my God. You You're know, right. I never thought of it. She's the new car. She's the new car. Because I was thinking like in a well, car, I'm guessing it doesn't smell new. No. No way does it. Why would it? Why would it be a new car? New cars. But worse than that, it's worse than that, Brooke. It's worse than that. It's it's just it's it's worse because it's just it's when does a car have a new car smell? (laughs) It's it's when it's fresh off the line. And not a lot of people have been inside it to drive it around. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, I'm really not well right now. No, I really is, am not. I mean, this we, is one of the grossest things I've ever read. Oh, my <laughs> God. I didn't even think of it that way. I was thinking like she had a new cop car, but no, you're right. Why, you're right. why would she? I know we're trying to we're trying to extend give, kindness to yes, him. Yes, giving like, the benefit of the doubt, but it's all disgusting. It's all disgusting, and it's like confusing that like he's typing to himself, and there's I guess this is for comedy. Like it's isn't it funny that he's typing and and immediately getting responses back, but but no, and then he's inconsolable because of the maundering tracks about a crush on Julie Andrews and how his love notes return unopened, leaving him forlorn and inconsolable. He's inconsolable about this. Is he stalking Julie Andrews? Is that what he's saying? That he's like sent her fan letters? It is probably, we can only assume that much. My heart thumps when I think of her, when I hear her name, when I smell that new car aroma on her khakis. Oh, Jesus. I really, I need, I, I, I literally, I have to take to my bed. I don't, I don't feel well. I, I, I am, I, I'm positive that Brooke McEldowney is a criminal, <laughs> has done something criminal. If, if this just trips off the tongue into his comic strip, it's. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Normally, we would just like wrap it up and say, that's it. You don't know what's coming. Oh, there's more. You know what's, you know that there's more. Oh, no, this is, it was, it, this goes on for weeks. I think there's like a good, you know, 15 of them. What You will not, you literally, we need to get actual barf bags. and Just have something ready. This is, it's no, so you upsetting. You won't believe it. This is, so we're going to leave our listeners. I'll oh. say plural with my fingers crossed. Yeah. We'll leave our fingers listeners. Crossed. Well, we're going to listen. You're <laughs> you are recommending that we end on a cliffhanger. Yes, I am. Because what is coming and you know, what's coming down the track yep. that there's more on this train. Mm. What is coming? We will not believe because I haven't seen it either. No, I was about won't. to, I was about to look it up. Don't look it up. Because that will be our next one. We'll go through the next five panels because I think there are like three weeks of it. Something it's. I I don't. (laughs) I feel like you just died. 
in the yeah, middle of I, that. Yeah, I did. I'm not well. I'm not well. When I'm not you, either. Just you bringing up the new car smell, and that's a metaphor. Well, oh. why, why, why else would he say that? That's not a way you talk about it. That's not a nice thing to say about a lady. First, to compare a lady to a car. I know. And secondly, like to like that he was sniffing her khakis for a new car smell. God. Like, I mean, I just was I, taking it literally because he's just weird. But it's yeah. right. This is it's, odd. This is odd beyond description. Oh, God. Oh, and then just the idea that, you know, he's going to show this new car the way, you know, new she, car aroma. I can only imagine there was a panel that he drew in a comic where it's thorax bent at the waist, head sort of up, um, sneaking up behind her to nuzzle his face <laughs> into yeah, her, between it. her butt cheeks. Oh, my God. No, so wait. that he oh. can get a whiff of her new car aroma. I've just got a visual of one of the future panels. Oh my God, we're ending on a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. This is very exciting. This is very exciting. It is very ending. exciting. Because and- I don't know what's coming. Brooke does, and no one else in the world does, because no one else in the world reads this comic. No story. one reads it. No one should read it. Unless they need to throw up. You know how when you can't throw up? <laughs> And it's like, you're like, oh, I wish I would just throw up. Right, it right. I feel so, so I feel so sick. I wish I would just throw up. Yeah. Right. Well, just just pull up nine chickweed lane and there it goes. Oh, it's coming right out. Out it, out it comes. Out it comes. Oh, it's disgusting. But we don't even know how disgusting. No, you don't. You don't. You I will mean, find it is, out. It is literally going to, again, I say, have a barf bag ready. Oh, that's, you know what? No better way to sell a podcast than to say, have a barf bag ready. (laughs) Well, until next time, when we come back, uh, wow. Get ready, I guess. Get ready, ready, America. Get ready for, have your barf bag. And also, wherever you are, have like something soft around because you might pass out just from like. Right. Right. Smelling salts might also be. You might need something. Yes. Excellent. All right. That's it for this episode. Cliffhanger. Indeed. Exciting. (laughs) Nine Chickweed Rage is written and produced by Brooke Dillman and Jeff Drake. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, well, first of all, God bless you. And secondly, do all the things that you're supposed to do with podcasts you like, I guess. Uh, like, subscribe, review, tell your friends about us. I don't know. Isn't it more than obvious that we don't know what we're doing? 